This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 393, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, July 20th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is episode 393, as we take a look at some of the selected releases from the week of Wednesday, July 20th. Um, this episode is actually going up on the 27th of July, so new comics have already come out. What better time to look at last week's comics than right now? Um, so we actually have a ton of comics that I was actually able to read from the past week. Uh, so I'm going to quickly run them down. We're gonna. This is going to be... I've talked about this in the past, and sometimes I like to do kind of... Um, lightning round episodes. This is going to be super lightning round, because I actually have a lot of comics and not a lot of time, so let's jump right in. Uh, first up, we have Old New and Humans. This is issue number nine. Um, it's written by Charles... Sorry, not Charles Sewell. James Asmus, artwork by Stefano Caselli. Um, Caselli's art, as always, looks really nice. I just was not that impressed with Asmus's script. I found it meandered a little. I thought it had some interesting points, but I thought... Now I forget his, even his name, but I guess kind of the main inhuman in this book who interacts with Gorgon. I found him the least interesting, and the most interesting was Anna Kravenov, which I've never said before ever, but her character I thought was fascinating. Everything else, very much ho-hum, and it's very unfortunate because, you know, I feel like this book wants to do a lot of different things and hasn't really figured out a way to do that, uh, and this issue kind of further expanded on that point, for me anyway. Um, I'm going to give the issue on a whole 5 out of 10, uh, maybe a six. It does have some nice art by Stefano, Stefano Caselli, but uh, as I said, besides the Anna portions, the rest of the issue is very ho-hum. Uh, next up is Only Wolverine number 10. Really dug this. Fantastically written. It remains such a strong, strong book. It's called... Uh, well, it's, the, it's a new storyline called Destiny, part one, written by Tom Taylor, artwork by Ig Guara. Um, I just really liked having Old Man Logan and was it Gabby and, and X-23 all kind of together, as well as uh, the Wolverine, the actual literal Wolverine that they have as, um, as a pet, and seeing the relationship between these characters I thought was really interesting, and just them discussing, I, I just thought it was a really kind of interesting concept. Um, and yeah, I, I just really dug this. I'm interested to see where they go from here. I like having... Logan here, I think, really added an extra dimension. I'm really excited to see where they go from the here. As I said, this is this was really, really good. Um, the artwork was, I thought, actually very good. I don't recognize the name, so it's, I think, a new-to-Marvel name, or at least new-to-me. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8. I think it was a very solid read. Uh, next up is Astonishing Ant-Man number 10. Fantastic book. So good. It's written by Nick Spencer, art by R- Ramon Rosanas. Um, the artwork is just such a joy. Uh, simple but effective uh, character designs. Um, I guess, in technically speaking, some of the kind of action sequences maybe aren't as action actiony, if that's even a word. Like, it's not always exactly clear what's happening in terms of portraying the narrative in more of an animated kind of way to uh, signify emotion and action. That being said, it's still good art. It looks great. Um, even though it's a little, you know, kind of still at times, uh, and the storyline is great, and now we finally kind of come full circle, and now we know where Scott's in jail. Uh, there's a lot of good character work here. I liked even how Beetle was characterized. I thought was kind of cool. I love that character. I don't know why. I just love her. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I think it was a solid read. Uh, next up from Astonishing Ant-Man, we have uh, Batman number 3. 
This is written by, let's see, Tom King, artwork by David Finch. Um, I thought this was actually a pretty cool story. We think we're getting, you know, a classic story retold, but instead we're just getting the origins of the, like, what is it, Gotham and Gotham Girl, or whatever they're called. Um, I liked how their origins were portrayed. I thought it was really quick, and I didn't expect to get it this quickly, but we just kind of got it. Um, interested to see where they go from here. I give... I give Tom King a lot of credit because I felt like most writers wouldn't necessarily have divin, dove, dove in, wouldn't have delved right into their origins, but instead we're just getting these origins of these characters right away, and it's a really good issue to kind of see what what is behind these characters, what makes them tick. Um, and I'm intrigued to see, you know, how uh, Hugo Strange and now Psycho Pirate are really going to mess things up. But uh, thus far, this was really good. The artwork by David Finch was not, I think, as strong as some of his previous uh, outings have been. But I did think, in general, he did very good art. Um, and the story is just killer. Um, if anything, maybe the, maybe the artwork took it back from being a little bit higher than an 8. Uh, next up is Black Widow number 5 by uh, Chris Somney. And I like how now Chris Somney and Mark Waid are both credited as writers, and then Chris Somney as, uh, as the artist. Um, it's just such a it's a fast-paced, exciting book. Um, you're never really sure exactly what's going to happen next. Um, it's just immensely satisfying as a, as a read. Um, really dug this, and interested to see what's going to happen next with Iron Man kind of being dragged into this book. Uh, so far, it it feels like a movie. I'm, it feels like this is a Black Widow movie. Uh, it takes the series this, the characters seriously. Uh, it doesn't mess around, and it's just immensely entertaining. Uh, next up is Contest of Champions number ten. I liked it, but it was it was also just if it, it was one of those books where I, I definitely felt like it was just this weird thing that they were just kind of going a little bit crazy, and it it had an odd sense of what it wanted to focus on. It's written by Al Ewing, artwork by Roald Barcelius. Um, you know, having the main character be and I forget what his name is, but it's um, oh my god, what is his name? It's I hate that I can't even remember the guy's name. Outlaw, Nigel Higgins. Uh, he's kind of become, really becomes the hero of the piece in this issue. Um, it's kind of a weird kind of what if would happen uh, if things kind of went wrong in Civil War and, and Illuminati and its scrolls and all this stuff all at once and then everyone kind of goes up against the, the maestro and it, it's a little easy and, um, you know, it ends kind of very simply as well. But it, it's, it's kind of... It's a silly book, and it definitely felt silly here, and things were just kind of happening. I wasn't even sure why at times, but I think it was managed to be a fun book when all was said and done. And I think maybe that's all you can expect for a book like this, which is kind of a weird hybrid kind of crossover to a game and trying to be something on its own as well. Like, it's kind of a weirdly positioned. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. Um... It had its moments, for sure. The artwork wasn't always the strongest, either. Uh, next up is Darth Vader, number 23. Uh, I dug this. We've got, what, two issues of Darth Vader left? Um, definitely interesting to see how Doc- Dr. Aphra is able to kind of use the droids uh, to her own advantage. We got to see Vader going up against, um, you know, the, the big enemy or the, you know, to, to kind of prove himself, um, which was pretty cool. And at the end, it Here's the thing. I like the art. However, the last page didn't work for me. It didn't really look like even he was even... Was he kneeling? Like, it's supposed to be Vader kneeling, but it's just awkward. Like, it just doesn't look right. It's a very awkwardly, you know, drawn visual. It just didn't quite work. Um, the sequences with the Va- with Vader using his lightsaber, it felt very lifeless. Like, 
you have this one character jumping through the air, and then Vader looks awkward, and and it, I just feel like if we're watching a, a lightsaber battle, it should have a sense of fluidity, of action, of of intensity, and I just felt like it was lacking. Um, I still liked it. I just eh, it left me a little bit more cold than usually I feel after reading Darth Vader. I'm gonna give it a six and a half out of ten. Uh, next up is Green Arrow number three. Um, this was interesting. Uh, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to get from this book. Uh, it's written by Benjamin Percy, artwork by Juan Ferreira. Um, I mean, overall, I guess it worked. I, I'm not sure about the Diggle character because I don't know who he is in the current continuity. Um, seeing what you know, kind of Oliver's getting up to, it, it's it's interesting. I didn't think it was the best. Um, at times, I wasn't really sure what was happening and why. Um, I'm going to give it a six. I think the the last couple issues had been better than this. Uh, and I'm probably even being too generous with a six, to be honest. Uh, next up, after Green Arrow, is uh, Green Lantern. Green Lantern is number three. Um, I dug this. It was fun. I actually thought this was actually pretty good. It's an interesting team book that we're getting, or a team-up book, or buddy cop book, basically, that we're getting. Um, it's I found the artwork is what didn't work. I thought the story was actually pretty strong and interesting to, you know, I don't know if I really need Simon Bass suddenly being the best Green Lantern ever because of this Emerald Sight being able to cure Red Lanterns, but otherwise I think there is a lot of good stuff here. Um, part of the reason why the artwork didn't work, it's written by Sam Humphreys, but the artwork is shared by Tom Dernick, Robson Roca, Jack Herbert, and Neil Edwards. So that's four different artists, and that's too many. I think Robson Roca is supposed to be the lead artist, and I think that when he was on here, you could kind of feel it, but it was just an awkward artistic mishmash. Like, it didn't really work artistically. Uh, a lot of the art was all over the place. I thought the story was strong. The art was not. I would give the overall, I would give it maybe a five, uh, maybe a six for the book. Um, but really, like, I think it's really coming down because it doesn't have good art. Like, it's very inconsistent and kind of sloppy looking. And, um, but the story was, I thought, quite strong and a really good sense of who these characters are and how they collaborate as a team, or don't even collaborate as a team, as the case may be. Uh, next up is Guardians of Infinity, number eight. Uh, this is written by Dan Abnett and, and Carlo, sorry, Dan Abnett did the writing, artwork by Carlo Barberi, and then we get another story called The Ripley by Jen and Sylvia Soska, artwork by Juan and Ramirez, which I thought was very forgettable, um... If you don't know who Ripley is from Aliens, it won't work for you. And it didn't work for me anyway, even though I know who those characters are. Um, I just found that was not interesting, and it was overly long, took up way too many pages, and was uninteresting. Whereas the main lead story felt like it was over way too quickly, um, and it felt like after so much build-up, after, you know, what, five, seven issues of, of this book, I just felt it was very lackluster overall as an ending. So I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Uh, I just was not impressed. Uh, next up is Justice League number 1. I like this. Uh, I thought it was a strong book, even though really it was a series of you know kind of one-shots. We had each member of the Justice League kind of doing their own thing, except for the Green Lanterns who operated as one. Um, I like the storyline overall by Brian Hitch. I think he kind of nailed the characters. I like the artwork by Tony Daniel. I thought he really nailed the artistic sense. Um, although there, that kind of one page of Flash kind of running was a little awkward, more because the I think the eyes didn't quite look right, and otherwise, and he looked a little flat. But for the most part, I'm enjoying what we're getting so far in this. It definitely feels big. It feels exciting. 
Um, feels like, you know, they're definitely leading to something, and I think Brian Hitch is surprising me. I think he's a lot better as a writer than maybe I expected him to be, which is maybe totally unfair. Um, but I will give it an 8 out of 10, and considering the legion of sixes we just went through, um, it's much better than that. Uh, again, it felt like a solid kind of place to start this new book. Even though we already got a Justice League Rebirth, but that's its own thing. Uh, next up is New Suicide Squad number 22. Uh, it's called Blank Space by Sean Ryan and Ronan Cliquette. Um, I actually really dug this. It was kind of uh, a cri- crazy, trippy ride through Harley Quinn's subconscious. Uh, all the different things going on in her head. Um, kind of sad at the end. I think it was effective in being a, a good character-centric uh, moment for, the- for Harley Quinn. Uh, who is kind of a hard character to even understand exactly who she is in the New 52 uh, slash whatever we're calling post-Rebirth universe. Um, I like this. I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Uh, next up is Nova number 9. Uh, this is fantastic. Um, it's just it's it's a great series. I wish that the art had been more consistent, um, but I do like the writing by Sean Ryan again, or seeing him again. R.B. Silva takes the pencils. Um... The mole monster creature, or the mole man's son, whoever it was, looked a little inconsistent, but there was other points where I thought that, at times, the artwork really reminded me of uh, Stuart Eminem, which is apt, considering that we had the captain from Next Wave show up, which was completely unexpected. I really liked seeing the two, you know, Nova and the captain are an unlikely duo, but it really worked for me. A really strong issue, and a great sense of, you know, Nova trying to confront things about himself and the fact that he doesn't really know how he has powers or what he can do, and he's been dealing with all this stuff with his dad missing, and um, exceptionally strong. Sean Ryan is doing an amazing job. Uh, If the artwork had been a little stronger, I did like the artwork, don't get me wrong, and I think there's some really excellent moments. I don't know if it was necessarily consistent enough, but overall the issue is an 8 out of 10, and I would easily recommend it. Uh, It's worth picking up. Uh, next up is Spider-Man number six. It's part of Civil War two. Brian Michael Bendis writing it. Our work by Nico Leon. Um, Leon's art, I thought, was relatively consistent in tone, tone from what we've been getting from Pacelli. But I think the artist, sorry, the colorist, is a big reason for that. Um, there's a lot of good character-centric moments here. We have Miles, his parents, kind of con- talking about what to do about the fact that you know Jessica Jones has been called in. And she, the mom is really regretting it. Um, I do like Yankee, Gold Balls, and um, Miles Morales being an interesting uh, trio now that they live together. But then we have Iron Man and Spider-Man, and they have this long, long conversation. It didn't really work for me at all. And then we have the better characterization that kind of ends up happening later. Uh, we have Jessica Jones and Miles' mom. Like That stuff's all much better. It's just the main brunt of the issue, which is Spider-Man and Iron Man talking, is so boring, and I'm not interested, um, and it just kind of slows everything down, because everything else worked. Uh, it slowed it down enough that I would say I brought it down to a six. It just was not good enough. Um, and which is kind of how I feel about Civil War, but we'll get to that next week, because I already read that for the next episode, and I was not impressed by that either. Next up is Spider-Man Deadpool number 7. Uh, this is another... Jordan D. White basically calls it a fill-in issue of, of kinds, um, which is supposed to be an issue from 1968, which is funny. Um, but it's written by Jerry Dugan, artwork by Scott Koblish. This was immensely entertaining. Koblish's art successfully apes uh, Steve Ditko's style. It's over-the-top, it's crazy, it's fun, it's silly. Um... And then you have the the ending page with uh, Spider-Man and Deadpool kind of toasting each other was really good as well. 
Um, I can't wait to get back to the main story and the main brunt of what we're getting from McGinnis and Kelly, but in the meantime, this was a very fun uh, deviation. I believe more so than we actually got the last issue, which now I'm blanking on, but I feel like it was another kind of done in one, which was not nearly as entertaining. Uh, next up is Superman number three. Uh, so good. I love this book. It's by Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. Um, it's, wait a minute, is Gleason the artist on this? Uh, no, sorry. Patrick Gleason and Peter J. Tomasi wrote this together, artwork by Jorge Jimenez. I actually did like Jimenez's artwork. It has a certain, um, brightness to it. Uh, the characters kind of have a certain sprightly mentality. I can't quite put it into words. I really liked how it's written. I like that we're slowly going to see, um, Clark's son becoming Superboy right in front of our eyes. Um, I even liked how Eradicator was used here, but that weird gaping mouth thing was the only thing that I felt kind of weird about it. Um, again, this just feels like Superman. Uh, and seeing Superman kind of defending his family and his, his wife and son is uh, very entertaining. It just feels right. Uh, it feels nice to see a character that I recognize as Superman again. Uh, 8 out of 10. And last but not least, as we run through everything, uh, we have Uncanny X-Men number 10. It was alright. I was not super impressed um, by this issue. I, I had been enjoying the arc, but I don't know if Colin Bunn was quite able to stick the landing. Ken Lashley was the artist. Um, the parts with, uh, with Psylocke were interesting. It just kind of goes inside the mind of, of um, what was it, Warren. The M play M stuff, I felt, it felt played out. Like, we've seen that before. I just didn't think it really added a lot. Um, with the merging of Angel and um, Archangel, I'm not sure how that works either. I'm excited to see where we kind of go from here, but I'm not so sure so far. And then also, Creed and M is a weird kind of relationship that's developing there. I like it, but I don't even know why. Like, it's it's very interesting. So I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Uh, usually I talk about the comics I did not get a chance to read this past week, but since I've talked about so many, I'm not going to bother focusing on them. I, plus, I can't quite remember. I think uh, I didn't get a chance to read Aquaman 3... Um, Hellblazer Rebirth, although I probably won't actually read that because I'm not really a big fan of Hellblazer. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow number 5, A-Force number 7, Nighthawk number 3, Deadpool and Mercs for Money number 1 of the ongoing. Um, Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat number 8, although I started reading it and I was really liking it. Squadron Supreme number 9, Star Wars 21, Thunderbolts 3, and Ultimates 9. Uh, if we look forward to next week, and by next week I mean today, the 27th of July... Um, some of the highlights now there's actually a lot of books coming out this this week some of the highlights include let's see we've got uh, from Marvel we've got Carnage, Captain Marvel Captain, Mar Captain America Steve Rogers Black Panther, Amazing Spider-Man 1.6 uh, new issue of All New All Different Avengers, Civil War 2, number 4, Civil War 2, Choosing Sides, number 3, new issues of Extraordinary X-Men, um, there's the Gardens of the Galaxy Classic Trade Paperback, Volume 1 in the year 3000, which I think picks up from the Jim Valentino Gardens of the Galaxy books, uh, Trade Paperbacks. Uh, there's the Machine Man by Kirby and Ditko Complete Collection, I forgot that was even coming out. New issue of Mighty Thor, Mockingbird, Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur, Miss Marvel, New Avengers, Old Man Logan, Spider-Gwen, a new trade of Spider-Man 2099, uh, Totally Awesome Hulk number 9, a new issue of Uncanny Avengers, Uncanny X-Men Trade Paperback Volume 6, Storyville, uh, Weird World Trade Paperback Volume 1, Where Lost Things Go, 
X-23 Complete Collection Volume 1 and Venom Space Knight number 10. That's what's coming out from Marvel. Uh, if we switch right over to DC, we have new issue of Action Comics, uh, Batgirl number 1, Deathstroke 20. Um, we've got a new issue of Detective Comics, Flash, Future Quest, Harley Quinn, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps. Um, we got a new issue of Nightwing, that's Nightwing number 1, Red Hood and the Outlaws, Out Rebirth number 1. Uh, Teen Titans 22, Titans number 1, and Wonder Woman number 3. Uh, I believe there's some other major releases coming out from uh, IDW. There's the Donald Duck Vicious Circles trade paperback, a uh, new issue of Gem and the Holograms, uh, it's issue number 17, a new issue of Micronauts, the launch of ROM with ROM number 1. Uh, we've also got Strawberry Shortcake number 4, TMNT Ongoing number 60, etc., uh, etc. Et so thanks for listening to this episode. This has been episode 393. Um, our next episode uh, at the moment should be a conversation with Paul Jenkins. Um, as long as scheduling works out, that should be coming out in a few days, I hope. Um, and then uh, next week, our next even-numbered episode would, after that would be episode 396, which will be our spotlight on Suicide Squad, uh, which we'll be putting up probably either the 5th or 6th of August, uh, which will have lots of spoilers about that movie. Uh, the episode after that, at the moment, should be a conversation with Kevin Boyd, who's uh, one of the main kind of comic... He's the guy who books the comic book talent for uh, Fan Expo uh, Canada, or Fan Expo Toronto, whatever you want to call it. And then after that, we have episode 400, so that's very exciting. So anyway, thank you for joining me for this episode. I do appreciate you uh, downloading this episode. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.